And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another edition of the We Are Me podcast. I'm Mickey Brown and as always I've got the three lads in the bunker here in North Mead. We've got Kieran Flynn, the Mead PRO, we've got David Rispin from the Rispin blog and we've got Brian Kelly from the Minor County Board. Lads, a good weekend. Uh, David Rispin, uh, you're, you're, you're still at it from the weekend there. I see with the phone out and you're texting all the women at the minute. No, he's not. Uh, Kieran Flynn, uh, good weekend. Yeah, well, David's not talking, so it's starting off or finishing off well. So, <laughs> uh, a lot of G activity the weekend. Good entertainment all around. Hurling and football. And Brian Kelly, good weekend. Cracking weekend. Four games of football over the weekend. So, what more could you want? Absolutely. And uh, David Rissman, the reason why he was quiet, he was he was working all weekend, I believe. Is that right, Davy? Yeah. Yeah. And how are you now? Great. Good. Yeah, well, not, not a few words as our Davy. <laughs> very, very, uh, very rarely is he. Not continue. Um, but on this week's uh, We Are Me podcast, we're going to be running down through the results from the week. We're going to look at some fixtures um, that are upcoming as well. But uh, we're going to do it in a new uh, style this week due to Kieran Flynn's. Uh, uh, what? Inadequacies, inadequacies, yeah, yeah, just his, his laziness, maybe he just just yeah. wrote down yeah, everything. Just, just before we get into it, I only wrote down what was called out to me. So, oh well, um, I was called out to him in the order he asked for it to be called out. So, yeah, he could have he could have maybe just broken it into sections, but he decided to do it in chronological yeah, order. Days of the week, their sections. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> true, um, just not one that we usually use here on the podcast. But we're going to do it in chronological order, and we're going to start off on Monday, and then the under twenty one. Hurling Championship, the B Hurling Championship. Dundery were taking on Boards Middle Rat Line, and Boards Middle Rat Line came away with the victory here. 313 to Dundery's 13 points. On Wednesday night, it was under 21 Football Championship, and it was Rathoth taking on Simonson. And Rathoth with a huge win here 314 to Simonson's one goal and eight. And uh, Kieran Flynn, that's, that's a massive win for Rathoth. You know, they're. They're just continuing off, uh, continuing on from where they left off after winning the Junior B Championship, the Senior Championship, and now they're running on in the Under-21 Championship. Yeah, and myself and Davey talked about that in last week's podcast, but the amount of players that were uh, uh, just been hit with a basketball. <laughs> 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 if the viewers at home or the listeners can ask Davey this about that, it's all, of course. Uh, yeah, Davey... No, no Davey's not normally that accurate. It's surprising, yeah. <laughs> okay. With the in the last two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But then, uh, yeah, we're told a lot of players crossed over, especially the likes of Cuddle O'Hearn and Dotty McGowan, who played with the county this year, so they have a great squad. Yeah, absolutely brilliant win for uh, uh, <laughs> Moving on then, also on Wednesday night, it was the Junior Football Championship final, and it was uh, the replay between Clonmagale and Moila and Davy Rispin. Clonmagale coming away with the victory here by five points, three goals and eight, to Moila's one goal and nine. And... Uh, Clonagale just 
keep on going from strength to strength. Hurling football doesn't matter. Yeah, up until yesterday when they were beaten in the hurling. But I was yeah. going to get to that. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> but yeah, they, they got the better of Moila probably um, thoroughly deserved, I suppose, over the, the second 60 minutes of football. They were a bit lucky to get to the replay. I'd suggest Moila probably left it behind the first day, but second day, they, you know, they left no stone unturned. Um, they comprehensively outplayed them probably from start to finish and um, thoroughly deserved it, you'd have to say. The younger, fresher legs, I suppose, would would have counted for a lot. Clannagale were missing three starters from the first day, albeit, but um, much stronger on the day. And Moyle would be disappointed because uh, it was a great opportunity for them to get some silverware going in, up into intermediate. Absolutely. And Clannagale in in their uh, in the drawn game, they did have a couple of injuries and, you know, it looked like they were going to be uh, under strength going into that replay. Yeah, well, they were missing um, German O'Donica, John Farley, two of the massive players for them in the half back line and then they miss Mick Priest who'd be one of the more experienced players in the forwards. So uh, going in, but they, they do have the personnel to, you know, to cope with these kind of things and to replace them lads, which is illustrates their strength and depth. And uh, you know, afterwards I got a nice mention in the victory speech from Paul Chute as well, which which was also nice. But uh, <laughs> what do you think of that, Davy Rispin? <laughs> <laughs> well what do you think of that, Davy Rispin? That is the question on everybody's lips at the moment. I was delighted for them, you know, my neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> Good close neighbours and uh, a nice friendly atmosphere there between uh, Cortain and Clonagail. Um, we did manage to catch up with Conor Fenton after that uh, game on Wednesday night and you'll be able to hear that interview on our Patreon podcast. It's Patreon forward slash We Are Mead and uh, it's uh, for, not, for $5 a month, lads, you can get all this extra content and uh, all the extra interviews and everything that we do is on average so far every week we've been pumping out maybe four or five hours of podcasts um, for the last five or six weeks maybe four hours we won't, say, we won't quite say five hours of podcasts and again uh, we want to thank all our listeners out there who make that possible um, uh, give us the chance to be able to uh, record all those podcasts uh, those extra podcasts in the Patreon service and um, moving on then from that uh, junior final on Friday it was uh, Longwood taking on uh, Blackhall Gales in the Under-21 Football Championship and Longwood came away with a huge victory here. Four goals and 20 points to four points. Uh, Brian Kelly, uh, Longwood who struggled at senior level this year with the football. Um, you know, their Under-21 football is, is in a good place by the looks of things. Yeah, actually, if I remember correctly, they lost the previous week to Slane St. Mary's. But that section of the under-21 has been done on a round-robin basis because there are only a few teams in it. So it was a great bounce back from Longwood and they have a few promising young players coming through, which is a good sign for the future. Yeah, Blackhall Gales struggling there at the under-21. And, you know, a team, a club that, you know, won a senior championship in, in, in the not-too-distant pass, you know, struggling there for numbers at the minute. Yeah, it's probably to be admired that they're feeling on their own because for any of those lads coming up through the juvenile ranks, they would have ended up playing with Jenkinstown Gales. So they would have been in with Minalvi. So to be on their own is an achievement and it means they're getting 13 or 15 lads out in each game wearing Black Hall Gales jerseys. And even while it's a heavy beating, it's something they can build on because they're maintaining a club identity. And at underage level this year, they're on their own again. So... It's something they're, they're working from a low base, admittedly, 
but they're doing good work there and hopefully they're, they're building a solid foundation going forward. Yeah, absolutely. And we do hope that things turn for Black Hole Gales. They are putting in an awful lot of effort around the region. It is great to see them fielding a team on their own there, as we said. Moving on then to Saturday, and it was the Junior 2 Hurling Championship. Nafina against St. Pat's. This was the game that uh, uh, had been refixed. And uh, Kieran Flynn, I'm going to have to go to you, my small ball expert. And uh, Nafina coming away with the victory here upsetting your little uh, analogy that you do have say that a first team usually wins against a second team but Nafina winning this on the narrowest of margins 110 to St Pat's 12 points a one point victory for Nafina there Absolutely yeah. and the, the three downs that we said probably for Nafina would be dangerous the, no relation but the Flynn full forward lane of Keane, Brendan and Will Keane got three and Will got two Dara Slattery got two points as well and one of the substitutes Dave Kirby got one three so that's a great one for Nafina. But you do feel sorry for St. Pat's that they're trying, they probably needed it more because they're trying to build a club out there on the East Coast. And they were disappointed. They they were doing so well. Like Dear McQuinn got seven points. Um the likes of Neil O'Flaherty, who's a senior footballer, got three points. You know, they were trying their best, but just probably Nafina training with a senior team is gonna always help you. So I think I know usually we say a first team will win, but it's not sometimes a first team playing the fourth tier. Be. And the weather on Saturday, you know, wasn't uh, the May West, um, and no. conditions weren't great for for hurling either. No, and sometimes that might affect some 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 hurlers. Maybe I'm sure probably agricultural at best, but some lads are very good. The likes of JP Ryan we mentioned before. I think he actually played inter county junior hurling, uh, or he might even been on a senior panel at one stage. His father's a Tipperary man, so it's unfortunate the weather ruins these games, and it always comes back to like why aren't some of these competitions played in the summer? Like we can understand that the senior championship probably is going to be played in August next year onwards. It's going to be kind of finishing up around this time every year, around the middle of October. But there's no reason why junior two hurling can't be played in more summer when, for example, there's better weather and there's no county players. Like that's the real reason we play the championship later in the year. County players. There's no county players in junior two hurling. Maybe in the future, but not definitely not the moment. And would it be a thing that maybe they don't want? It's the same with the football. They, they, like obviously, junior football and whatever could be played junior, especially the ones with the second teams. Mm. Um, is it just a, a, a matter that they they don't want players to be able to play with their junior team and then move up to the senior? Well, whereas the thing next year is this premier competition is going to be potentially a summer based competition. So there's a thing where you could win a premier and reserve for your club, and then you can end up playing a senior championship game winning the senior championship I don't know if overly that's a, a big deal see when it's all second team football and all third team football maybe that's not as big a problem yeah, but can you have the eligibility issues with that that's what I was going to say like who's eligible to play for your second team then well, it could, be, could, it could be very similar to what we have now a top 8 and naming your top 15 or naming your top 20 I know that has to be discussed but you definitely don't want a thing where a lad for example will win a premier and be a star on the premier team and then potentially be maybe a Midland or a star player for the senior team. Well, I suppose that depends too. You could be young like coming out of minor and do really well for the Premier. That could be enough to get him in on the senior team then. That could be so a good thing, yeah. It can, that's... Yeah, but you know, what you what you don't want really is uh, teams packing their second team, you know, with like no. 10 senior players onto their second team to, to win a junior. You don't want something like a Shane O'Rourke maybe yes. being on the Simonson Premier team next year and then... Ended up as a star man for seniors. It is something. It's going to be hard balance night. It'll probably take a year or two to tease these things out. Yeah. But getting back to the hurling game at the weekend, it was meant to be played a few weeks previously, when conditions were, as it turned out, were a little bit better on the day, but it got postponed due to a bereavement. So that's 
why it got dragged out by a few weeks. Yeah, and uh, it was Nafina who came away with the victory there, one ten to St. Pat's 12 points and one point victory for Nafina. And they go up to Junior Hurling Championship next year um, and they will be playing their trade in the, the higher division uh, of Hurling next year. Moving on then to Sunday in the under-21 Hurling Championship A, it was Longwood Collion 3-19, Dunboyne 2 goals and 10. Um, quite a big victory there, a 12-point victory for uh, Longwood Collion. And then the Junior Football, the Junior C Football Championship, it was the final, I believe, uh, on Sunday, Waterstown not 12, Dundry won 4, and uh, 5 point victory there for Waterstown in the Junior C. And uh, um, Kieran Flynn, a uh, great win for, for the Waterstown outfit there. Absolutely, and we saw from, we mentioned it earlier, that actually that team, Watson, had beaten St. Olsen's and they had beaten Dunsany along the way. And it was actually the one the comment was made the, the, the mount on the panel, having 27 players plus on the second team is a lot. It just shows you that there's obviously a massive interest to it. But when you can call on the likes of someone like Declan Martin who got a goal for Dunderry on the other team, for example, you know you're up against it. But the likes of the Waterstone lads, they did have, for example, Adam Barrett was, is a great player for them. Stephen Davis, Mark Foy, they all have good scoring forwards. And even the fullback, Dave McGuire, who's the captain, he actually mentioned it today in his, in his speech that he, he was talking about the Matty Gilson and Cup, which is actually he's a Dunderry man originally. So it's kind of a nice... There's a lot of kind of different aspects of the game you can talk about the respect. But ultimately, the football was quite good and it just shows that Watersell, who have been a junior B club for a few years, probably will be more at home, maybe in a higher grade of the Premier Tournament next year. be interesting to see actually how all these teams are stacked up next year. Like when you have junior C clubs playing junior B or when they go back to junior D. Some clubs will be looking to get to the bottom Premier Division while others will be, like we're told, for example, we want to go straight up to the top. And when will we, when will we have those divisions done or what? Well, it'll be probably the CCC of 2020, so that'll be... We're probably, probably looking around February, are we? February, March? Yeah, because Those committees will be appointed in January. It'll take them... They're not going to have it straight away because they have to get their bearings and first. the affiliations have to be like, for example, if St. Peter's and Boyne or Dunham are going to put in a fourth team or will, for example, St. Paul's or some of the smaller clubs, they'll probably only put in one. Like, well, Ballinbracky put in a second team. These kind of things that will have to be ironed out. Like I think it was last year for the first time, maybe Wolf Tones had a third team for first time in a while. Mm. So these are the things that can change from year to year with some of these clubs. So it's until the affiliations come out and they're generally end of January again, yeah. the deadline is for them. So it can take, you could, the February County Board meeting could even be a little bit early for mm. these things being you, finalised. You'd imagine though, they'll probably do something like kind of a, not quite like a ladder system, but you probably will rate the clubs and what they did this year. And see, for example, who are the highest. So, for example, the likes of Dunboyne and Don Ashburn are straight in at number one and two from intermediate. Yeah. And they'll probably do 16 team championships, probably as well. So, it'll probably be the top 16 clubs and put into Premier One. The next 16 will be Premier Two, whatever way they title them. But it'll be interesting when you're maybe that 17th best team or if you're the 33rd best team, are you too strong or too weak for a grade? Like, I'd rather see if, if like, for this kind of competitions, if there's 18 teams in it or 20 or 22 or 25 teams, you get the right grading is important for second team football because you don't want to have don't yeah, say don't any second team against match. Yeah. Simonson second team yeah. when we're barely able to beat their first team you know what I yeah. mean so that's I think the majority of clubs will be honest on it because ultimately you don't want to waste your time playing these games but that's it most teams will want to play uh, at a level that suits them so um, hopefully it all works out and it, it, it's going to be a headache for the CCC and whoever's going to be uh, will you be managing the Simonson team next year sorry will you be player manager of, the, of the, the second team yeah. uh, next year. 
Um, we'll keep that for another podcast. Ooh. That'll be an exclusive. Ooh. So we'll, the AGM uh, is known yet. Exactly. Um, we'll move on anyway. Uh, the next result on Sunday I have is the Under-21 Football Championship, the A Championship, and it was Trim 313 to, um, I'm trying to see who that Larry is. Larry Emmett's. Uh, Caleri Emmett's 2-11 that's a, an amalgamation who's that amalgamation that's Sidden and Castleton and Trim were always going to be the hot favourites there because the Sidden players haven't had any football for quite a while since they were knocked out of the intermediate whereas Trim were tipping away with the intermediates even if you weren't playing for the intermediate team you were training with them Yeah. so it's really only the Castleton fellas who had been training at a fair level for the last while the Sidden players were kind of in limbo waiting for the under 21 to kick in so Trim were always going to be the hot favourites, especially when the game was in Trim. As well, yeah. And uh, that sees Trim through to the next round of that under-21 football championship. And in the same division, Balanabraki 2-12, St Vincent's Coraha, one goal and 10, a five-point victory in that game as well for uh, Balanabraki. And then in the under-21 Hurling uh, championship, it was Innie Gales uh, 350. Innie Gales is football. Oh, you, you've got a H down here for me, so you do, Kieran. I thought it was a badly written F. It's yeah, a... it must be a... Uh, no, it's a, it's definitely a H. Innie Gales, 3.15, and St. Pat's, three goals and nine, a six-point victory there for Innie Gales uh, in that uh, match. Now we're going to move on to the highlight of the Sunday, uh, of, of, of the weekend. It was the Fesh Cup final, and uh, Davy Rispin, Summerhill coming away with a three-point victory here over Gail Column Kill, um, and Summerhill, I suppose, you know... Um, uh, a little bit of tonic for, for the loss from the week beforehand. But um listening to some of the interviews, um it's the first it's the first time a lot of these lads have won anything at senior level. Um a lot of the younger lads would not have the championship from earlier from twenty thirteen. And they've been in Fesh Cup semi-finals, they've been in three senior championship finals, they've been in Fesh Cup finals, they've been in league finals and semi-finals, and for a lot of them that's their first uh, trophy. I don't know what, what kind of tonic, maybe gin and tonic was it? Because <laughs> that's what they drank for most of the week. But uh, yeah, great achievement because of uh, obviously a seven day turnaround and then um, then like, you know, obviously coming back from that defeat, it would have been difficult to get the lads out. I imagine they might have done a bit maybe. Uh, Friday night or something. Friday night at, at the at latest most. probably. And, and then that was probably just to kick around with a few bodies. Like, But they came out today and I think they had mostly the similar team Kevin Ryan obviously missed out through injury went off at half time in the county final and we all burned starting but you know the core nucleus of the team was still there which was good um, Conor Frayne got on at half time and uh, for Kells look at I know it was it was difficult on Summerhill it was probably just as maybe if not more difficult on Kells because they've been out with the championship for probably four weeks now and not knowing when they would have been playing this game had Summerhill won last weekend they probably wouldn't be out for another three weeks until yeah. after the Leinster championship at least so Look, for Kells, it was disappointing. They would have liked to have got the Fesh Cup to go along with their league, but it wasn't a B. Probably Larwald's last game as well in charge. Um, it would have been really nice after kind of the five years he's given so much to them and brought them on so much to, to finish it on a, on a winning note, but it wasn't to be. And um, Summerhill will be just pleased to get something to kind of ease the pain the last weekend. Yeah, absolutely. And Kieran Flynn, uh, three point victory, as he said, for Summerhill. And um, a game that ebbed and flowed went one way went the other and looked like Summerhill were taking the uh, taking the game uh, early in the second half and Kells came back with a couple of goals and stuff and it just uh, uh, sounded like a cracking game of football yeah definitely in the second half the first half maybe at times was a bit drab and a bit defensive but the second half really did come alight and it was actually ironic the fog kind of came down and only when the fog came down the football actually got any good I don't know was it an omen for something to kind of force 
bigger than our own coming down, but definitely it got very good. And the two sharpshooters, uh, Barry Dardis and Bino Hanlon, were high scores. Bino got one five and Barry got one four. They were very good in the day. They were just kind of you know yourself talismanic figures inside. But overall, uh, Gail Conkill had a lot to off James Riley early on first yeah. half, and that probably did kill a lot of the momentum because he tried to kill one of the summer lads. So <laughs> I think his elbow was fairly high now. Uh, your your father taught him, didn't he? Yeah, but only up until the age of thirteen, you see, and then that's the kind of adolescence. Adolescence took a lot of these boys and made them go mad. You know, so he taught them all the technical football that has stood to them to this day. You know, look, it's it, it, it's great for Summerhill, and uh, it's a little bit of reprieve after losing the senior championship final last weekend. And I suppose it would have been easy. Uh, like had they gone out and lost today, people would have understood and says, "Ah, look, they're after losing three senior championship finals in a row." But in fairness to them, they came out, they stuck to it, and uh, they got the result. Brian Kelly winning that game, as I said, by three points, and it shows a uh, great character in that team to come back seven days later. They've been partying for a lot of the week. In fairness, um, you know, licking their wounds and and drowning their sorrows, but managed to come out and get the win against Kells today. Yeah, well, I think they probably benefited in some ways from the under-21 game on Friday being called off due yeah. to bad conditions. Had they had another game there, it would have, Jeremy McCabe and a few more, would have had three games in eight days, which would have been a tough slog coming many, out against a very good How many under-21s have, under have they on that? We went through it, we'd ask you what we yeah. Liam Shaw, Jeremy McCabe, Six or seven. Kevin Ryan, yeah. a lot Frayne. of subs, Frayne, yeah. yeah. Not necessarily lads who start all the time, but lads who Jeez, yeah. see game time every week. Yeah. Some of the mid the Summerhill minors from Sunday can play as well. Not the lads who are 16, but the 17-year-olds could play as yeah. well. So. Like Sir Jamie O'Shea and I can play 21s. Yeah, um, uh, like just, it just shows you that Summerhill, you know, uh, having played in three senior championship finals and with this blood in all this new talent and all these under-21s, they're going to be around for a long while. Um, and uh, delighted that they got their hands in a fresh cup. Kells already had the, the League Cup from this year, so um, you know it's nice to see it shared out. Three different clubs winning the three major uh, competitions in senior football. And and probably the two farm teams from January through the whole season yeah, in Kells the most and, consistent. and Summer Summerhill, Hill, like, coming out with a trophy each. Both teams would like to come out a bit more, but at the end of the year, they look back and say, well, at least we got something for our efforts. And they can go and have a dinner dance now because they have a trophy to, to uh, parade at it. So <laughs> it's great. Um, moving on then to uh, other results from the weekend. In the Leinster Junior Hurling Championship, it was Clonmagale, um, who we mentioned earlier on, won their junior football uh, during the week. But they were playing in the Junior Hurling Championship uh, against uh, Cullion, is it? Cullion. Cullion, that's a that's a that's that's a new one on me. Lock out outside Mullingar. It's just outside Mullingar, and uh, uh, they came up a cropper here by uh, by what is it eight points to four goals and nine to Cullion against uh, Clonagale's one goal and ten. So uh, disappointing result there for Clonagale, who were playing against uh, Westmead Junior team. Is that or, or um, Kieran? I wasn't sure. That's what I was looking before, and I thought this. They won the intermediates to go into the senior B now. So I thought right. it's still the third tier though. It's the but third the, tier. Yeah, in, in the, the senior champions in Westmead were playing the Kilkenny senior champions yeah. today. So you'd imagine by yeah. extension down the line. I think senior B is their intermediate. They just spit it yeah, they just so. Yeah, they just name it differently. Yeah, but it was it was fairly hectic. Now, uh, your man, um, Dave, he's a colleague uh, of yours. Jack Alvin. Jack he Calvin. was brilliant. He's on the county panel with Wexford or with Westmead and he scored two goals. And really... The Clonagale lads just didn't have maybe that kind of the, the zip on their step that they had in the football in the hurling the last few weeks. Just struggled like I mentioned those times about kind of their 
their classy passing and that very very much kind of sharp kind of hand passing sharp poking around but the Westmead lads bring kind of a bit of an intensity they're playing probably a slightly higher level of hurling on a regular basis and it does does stand to them so when you put a lad like that like Eamon Dunnicka is the county man there and he probably didn't have as much of an impact as Galvin did for, for Cullion but really it was three first half goals that left them terrible and it was only Jerry O'Sullivan got a goal near the end that basically put them back in it but it's still it's great to see me teams like I know the hurlers are lost and we're going to come to the next one but it's at least they're there and trying their best yeah, just as you mentioned at the Leinster Intermediate Hurling Championship Kildalki came up a cropper against uh, Sir Kieran, is it? Uh, Kieran yeah, they, the Dooleys used to play at them all the great Offaly hurlers the Dooleys and, and Joe Bergen that's on the senior team at the minute she's only Chris Ring hurler now sure. They were comprehensively comprehensively beaten anyway, 118 to Sir Kieran and uh, Kildalki 10 points, so an 11 point victory there for uh, the Offaly champs. Yeah, and disappointed again, we, we mentioned this when I talked to Darla Hart about the fact that when they won the championship in 2009-10-11, they didn't actually win a game in Leinster. So now unfortunately they're, they're four in a row now losing in the first game. Uh, they were missing two of their best players. Uh, Paddy Keneally and Sean Heavey were unavailable. They were away. So they're two of your best lads. And it basically turned out that Nicky Potterton accounted for nine of the ten points with Evan Fitzgerald getting the other point. So they were losing by uh, six points at half time. So they pretty much were behind the whole time. Like the likes of Berglund, that was class for Sarah Kieran. And again, they actually, last year, they actually bet Kilcormick Kalahi, who won an All-Ireland club senior title in the very first round of the senior. And they got relegated. But see, I think it's something we should take heed of in hurling and football. They've only eight teams in their senior hurling championship. Yeah. So when they, they bet an All-Ireland winning club, but they lost their other games and got relegated. So they won the senior B this year and went into Leinster's Intermediate. So that's a serious stand-up level step-up. So, yeah. so that we've got 12 senior clubs in Mead and we should probably only have six or eight. Shows. And they'd regard themselves and Offaly as being in the top four or five teams, really, mm, exactly. and very unlucky to have been relegated last year. So you're not really comparing, maybe, like with like. Yeah, and it's just disappointing. You're missing a few lads. Absolutely, exactly. Yeah, and, and, and we know how good those lads are that we're missing for Kildoki. And they're, uh, I, I suppose, uh, they wouldn't have had a eyes, Kieran Flynn, on Leinster at the start of the year. Their Kildoki's eyes would have been firmly on uh, getting to that senior hurling championship final in Mead. And and hopefully, you know, being able to put in a performance on the day, um, if they were to meet Kiltail, which they did, and they beat the reigning champions. So they probably wouldn't have been thinking about Leinster earlier on in the year. No, especially we talked about it multiple times before, with the first round defeat they got hammered by Kiltail. And that would have definitely dispelled any chances of winning the championship for saying, All right, if I thought we were winning this championship, we're definitely not winning it now. But as Kadaki built and they built and they probably they rattled and rocked Kiltail and Kildare will be shocked and disappointed that they weren't in the Leinster Championship. But at the end of the day, Kildare were deserving Mead champions. But they'd love now, they'd love to get another championship success in Mead and give Leinster a crack because you don't want to go. Like that law was beyond lads' heads that they've lost four Leinster games now in a row. They want they want to get a victory in there and obviously they want to win that championship too. But when Brian has said already there, like when you're it happens a lot in junior intermediate, especially are we putting like to like are the Mead senior champions as good as the senior B champions in Offaly probably not like the ninth best team in Offaly is playing the best team in Mead like that's probably a mismatch and it kind of comes back to similar with even with Cullion are they like they're probably not in the third tier they should be actually they've actually played against Conkill and that and they've actually been good against them in league hurling so again you probably have to look at eligibility and hopefully this is not something that happens in Mead next year with our change championships that 
they're lopsided maybe at the start because we're putting teams in the wrong grade. Yeah. So it's just worrying. That's kind of a worrying thing when you see it at provincial and national level. It is indeed. And, and uh, look, it, it just means the end of the line for uh, me teams in uh, Leinster hurling action, uh, club hurling uh, action for the year. Um, with Kildalki losing by uh, the 11 points to Sir Kieran there. Um, that's all the results for this week. And what we're going to do now is run through a few fixtures. And just to let you know as well, on that Fesh Cup, we did manage to catch up with Dermot McCabe um, and uh, the Ryan Twins after uh, the Fesh Cup final. And we'll be putting those uh, interviews out on our Patreon podcast. That's Patreon forward slash We Are Me. That if you haven't signed up already, why not? Um, <laughs> um, but uh, if you if you can get in there, sign up for the uh, extra podcast and the extra content every week. And we have a few uh, really good interviews coming up over the next few weeks with uh, some special guests. And do look out for them. We'll be promoting them on our social media and on our um, We Are Me podcast as well. So Leinster Junior Football Championship takes place on Saturday um, in St. Lomans of Mullingar. It's at 1.30 and it's Ballina Carragy taking on Clonna Gale and hopefully they can uh, put the rights of their hurling team, uh, put the wrongs of their hurling team from the weekend right next weekend in the football. And uh, Kieran Flynn, uh, Clonna Gale, this, what, what's this, nine weeks in a row now that the Clonna Gale club are out? Yeah, playing championship. serious stuff, isn't it really? When you, and as we said, I think there's like 11 or so, whatever we said before, dual players. So, you know, like training has been disrupted. Like even if you're a single code player, you're gonna you're gonna be struggling because you're still your your preparations have probably been disrupted in that. But now unfortunately the hurdles are gone, so the footballers now have a chance to dedicate their whole time to that. So it'd be interesting they're playing Ballon McCarrigy, who would be from what I told a lot of my friends and Westmead who said they're this is not a good thing when you compare them to Dunsany in this manner. They've had a lot of finals so they've lost and they're they've played in a very low grade for a long time and they've lost a lot of close finals over the years, but they finally won one. It was actually kind of a bit of relief for a lot of the people in the county, never mind Ballon So they're playing in Lomans now in Lake Point Park in Lomans next Saturday at half one. So it'll be interesting to see. Now, this is what this is a competition where Mead clubs have done well. Our junior is quite strong. We have a lot of success. And Clonagale would have been a Lancer champion before, weren't they? When Graham Gardy was playing, I think. 2006, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, they didn't they win Leinster, but they lost in the All Ireland, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's correct yeah. on that. I think they won the Leinster. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. Can they replicate that? Because They've got a lot of good players. Absolutely, and, and we wish them the best um, in their uh, uh, Leinster Junior Football Championship uh, first round on uh, Saturday. And uh, in the Intermediate Football Championship on Saturday, also in Ockram, uh, Nobber will be travelling to Ockram to take on uh, Dun Lavin. Is that how you spelled it? And uh, Brian Kelly, <laughs> uh, Nobber champions who, you know, were absolutely fabulous in the championship this year in Mead. And... Uh, it's, it's, I don't envy them having to travel to Ockram for a start. No, like as the old saying goes, you get nothing easy in Ockram. There's always a battle up there. Nobber, they're the, they were unbeaten in the championship all year, so they're going to they're going to be keen to keep that run going. It's going to be very difficult. Rumor has it there could be a few lads missing who played in the intermediate final, but they have a panel. That's you don't win a championship without a panel. They'll travel with confidence to Ockram. Um, it might need an overnight stay because as we all know it's a long old journey to Ockram up the mountains isn't it? turn right off the motorway and up through the mountains yeah but it could be ripe for an ambush hopefully they pull, yeah. the, they pull the roads in at night just in case you know? <laughs> um, well we do wish the Nobber lads all the best in Ockram on Saturday and then it's the big one on Sunday it is uh, Rathoth our senior champions here in Mead taking on Gary Castle 
of uh, Westmead. That game is in Cusick Park on Sunday afternoon. And uh, Davy Rispin, this is a huge one. Um, I suppose, like, the thing about it is, it's funny, Rototo are in a bit of a predicament here because, you know, nobody expected them to win the senior championship, but the way they finished off in the Mead senior championship, they now there's now high hopes for them in Leinster. And the thing about them, I feel, is that they're kind of nearly a team that is built for Leinster Championship. They look to be, yeah, because of, I suppose, the strength and depth they have within the squad and, you know, the players they can call upon in different circumstances and they can completely change their approach and their game plan and their personnel to, you know, to suit each game as Flynn is waving a golf stick at me, <laughs> as he does. But, um, no, I, I do, I, I definitely think they can make an impact and I think Gary Castle, you know, I remember talking to Davy Byrne the last day and, you know, he acknowledged that Gary Castle had Leinster pedigree and they've been in a few times more recently than Rototh in a senior capacity but they, they definitely will target it the two weeks will have helped them you know they would have celebrated for the, the couple of days after the county final but they would have got back down to business probably the middle of last week so they'll get a good week and a half under their belt training wise and they'll be fine any knocks or niggles they'll get rid of but they have to be wary but the way I'd be looking at it is like I know it's a lot is made of him but Desi Dolan is 40 years of age and he's starting and he's one of their better players still if Desi Dolan was in Retolt, I don't think he starts. I don't. I think he does well to get into the team for Retolt. So that'll be an element I'd be looking at from a strength and depth point of view. But it, it'll all depend. I'm sure they're well seasoned and they play to to their strengths in that. But there's definitely no um, no reason why Retolt can't go and you know get a results up there. Who'd yeah, mark, I was wondering who'd mark Desi Dolan from Retolt today. Well, well, like if he's you'd you'd like to think. I personally, sorry, I'd like to think McGill would yeah. stay at fullback. I. I don't like McGill when he kind of comes out and goes cornerback, wingback, centre back. I think he's at his best fullback. He'll have more than enough to mark Desi Dolan. That's not a that's not a an insult to Desi Dolan or anything like that. But I just think McGill should play fullback whether Desi Dolan plays full forward or not. That's their own decision. Yeah, like if, uh, you can pick any of them there. Does Desi Dolan drift out the field or something from full forward? Is that yeah, what you're thinking? Or? I, I don't think so. No, not at this stage. He was taken <laughs> off in the Lent. County final, wasn't mm. he? But then he kicked four of the first five points in the yeah. he, he kicked five in total, yeah. First three, round games. Three from play, so um no, he'll play, hundred percent he'll play, you know, so and it'll be his last game, hopefully. Yeah. When we're talking. <laughs> of course, have very happy memories of playing in Mullingard. Didn't they win the Leinster intermediate there a few years ago? I just remember yeah. Desi Dolan missing that free in Crow Park and smiling <laughs> in there. Two thousand and three, great day. Yeah, let's let's hope he does the same again on uh, yes. Sunday against Rotot. And uh, look, I, I, I it's you, you don't want to be heaping pressure onto the shoulders of these uh, Rotot players, but it really does feel like uh, 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 that they're primed and ready. For, for, for the Leinster Championship and uh, I was speaking to a few of them since the final and uh, they, they they didn't go mad a lot of them wanted to just savour the win and t- just took it all in and they did get back to training Jeez, you must be on Instagram Mickey are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, no he is, he is, he is the players that I was talking to anyway it was but, actually uh, the celebrations I thought on the pitch after the county final were nearly muted does a mark Contrast to those of Dunboy in the year before, where there just seemed to be a complete outpouring of emotion. Rathod just seemed to be, yeah, we've won it, but there was no wide scenes. Yeah, but they, they were. In sh- I think they were in shock. Like it's the club's first ever senior championship, and I don't think that they thought themselves that they were going to win 
the senior championship this year. They just wanted to improve from the fellas that I was talking to, talking to. They just wanted to improve and get over that quarter final. And then all of a sudden they found themselves in that final and they played so well. Um, let's hope they go out with that carefree attitude again on Sunday and just go out and play football and don't play within themselves because they're such a lovely uh, footballing team to watch. It'd be great to see them get a run in uh, in, in in the Leinster uh, Senior Football Club Championship. So we wish uh, Rathol the very best of luck uh, on Sunday, uh, as we do with Nabor and Clan Nagel. And uh, we want to uh, congratulate Summerhill on their uh, first cup win. Um, as well, don't forget, go over the, also... Clonda Gale on their, on their Junior Football Championship win during the weekend. You can get the interview from uh, that game with Conor Fenton um, on our Patreon service and also the Dermot McCabe and the Ryan Twins uh, interviews as well will be on uh, the Patreon service. We'll be doing previews of those games that are coming up next weekend. Uh, lads, any other business? we we'll go to uh, Kieran Flynn from the County Board. Yeah, just uh, thankfully some congratulations for some of our hurlers. Uh, Jaxie Regan was named the uh, Christy Ring Player of the Year at the awards of the day. And as well, to add to that, Keith Keoghan and Sean Garrity got on the Team of the Year alongside Jack as well. So three three of our players got on it. I think uh, there was t- a lot of talk about the All-Stars, and we'll probably make a brief comment on that ourselves. But uh, they did they, they compiled all the, the subsidiary tournaments into one All-Star team. So they had the Laurie Marr and the Nicky Rackard and all in the one. And it probably diluted the fact that Mead probably had seven or eight of the best hurlers in that. Christy Ring. And, yeah. and beyond, like they obviously were better yeah. than the Christy Ring. So the likes of Shane Mad Dog Brennan from Kilmesson would have had a great year too. And he didn't get one because he's probably making way for... Because he's Brandon Saney. <laughs> no, he's nominated as well. So. I, I, know, I know he's the first one mentioned. Club yeah. loyalties run strong. I, know, well, I didn't sit beside him at school. Sure. And thank God one of us did something with our lives. Shame, like yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so, but that was just a comment that was made, and they, like Paddy Purcell, for example, got the Joe McDonough Player of the Year, but there was no Joe McDonough players on this team, so I don't know why they didn't just keep. Uh, I think it was actually to get them on the award show. I think they actually just diminished it and put them on the one team. So I don't know if that's the right thing or not to do. But Jeff yeah, I, I think awards before the show began. So yeah, yeah I think I think that that that, that uh, the each. Uh, uh, Competition should have its own uh, All Star Awards, and uh, it's unfortunate, but we did manage to have uh, three. And Jackson Regan, as you said, well done on uh, uh, getting his. And as well for Dave O'Healy, Dave O'Healy represented us uh, Saturday at the Hurling Chinty. He was playing for Ireland Chinty team. Unfortunately, we got bet on that. I think it was a uh, four fourteen to maybe not fourteen to five points. It was a big win for Scotland. So fair enough to Demo. It's great. Mickey Burke normally represents us as well, but he. Hasn't been playing County Ireland, so he wasn't there. But it's nice to have a he's represented his country, which is great. Absolutely. And uh, Brian Kelly, any uh, uh, further business? Yeah, um, the Meat Ladies Annual Awards Night was on on Saturday night, and just a quick run through of some of the winners. Kelsey Nesbitt got Senior Club Player of the Year from Simonstown. Well done, Kelsey. At Dunamore Ashburn's Avian Cleary got the Intermediate Player of the Year. The Junior B Player of the Year was Aideen Jones from Dunboyne. The Junior C Player of the Year was Louise Kine from Clannard. The Junior A Player of the Year was Amy O'Dowd from Screen. Monica McGurk cleaned up. I think she picked up three honours in total. She got the Players Player of the Year from the Mead Seniors. Excellent. She got the Mead Senior Player of the Year and she got the Outstanding Achievement Award as well. 
I think she got that for being nominated for the Player of the Year at national level. Yeah. So was, Monica, as per usual, cleaned up. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what what a year for Monica McGurk. She was outstanding all year. Uh, Dave, you been any further business, any more business for the podcast before we finish up? No, I have nothing this week, Mickey. Nothing? Is there a draw coming up or anything? Yeah, there's the third draw and the Royal House draw is coming up in the 28th of December. Get your ticket now, 100 quid, could win a house. <laughs> very enthusiastic all Press together <laughs> who, who um, urinated in his cornflakes <laughs> walking over a weekend might have done that yeah he's he, he, the poor chap he's tired and he wants to get home to his bed and it's understandable and we're going to let everybody else get we're going to let everybody else get off to bed now and uh, uh, we'd just like to thank you all for listening we are Mead White it matters more <laughs>